Welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast, the show where we zoom in on the latest tech news, products, and trends. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And in this episode, we're talking about some of the best holiday tech gifts to get the techie in your life. We're going to be covering gifts under $50, $100, $250, $500, and $1,000. We have some great suggestions for you. And before we get into it, we want to plug- We have an announcement. Yeah. Big announcement. We're actually going to be doing some more best ofs to wrap up the year of 2020 with a best of tech uh, with phones, drones, cameras, smart homes. I think I think there's a couple more categories possibly. And we'll be doing these as standalone episodes released every Saturday starting, I think, on the Saturday. No- November 28th. Yeah, right after starting. Thanksgiving, the first Saturday after Thanksgiving, go until the end of the year. And if you want to get early access to those, get them a week early you can actually go check out our new Patreon. Uh, this is our first you know, attempt to possibly make this podcast a non-net negative on our finances and you know, at least break even. And if you appreciate what we do and you want to get some early access to stuff and some other perks, go check it out. Uh, we also have another bonus episode that is going to be free, and that's for the new Apple event coming up tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be Tuesday, November 10th, and we're super excited to cover what Apple has to share with their new ARM Max. Um, but without further ado, let's dive into this episode, starting off with quick news. So Gabe, roll that intro. Quick news. Welcome to Quick News, the latest new tech, tech news, and what's up next in tech. First off, we have still some new products trickling out. You know, usually tech companies are trying to get them out in September and October so that they're out plenty of time in advance for the holiday season but still a couple releases coming out here and there and you can still order these products possibly and get them for christmas so first off honestly this one is something so outside of my league but so interesting it is the raspberry pi 400 this is you can eat it so it's a dessert yeah yeah, it's actually a dessert we're actually starting a new dessert podcast segment here no what this is is raspberry pi is basically this super expensive computer uh, that has been manufactured for a while, different versions of it. It's really for kind of DIY type people. I've seen people use it for everything from like making homemade contraptions and stuff to, yeah, really it's sky's the limit. If you're into coding, into computers at all, Raspberry Pi is the way to go. They now just released this new one, however, which is interesting and piqued my interest because it's built into a keyboard. So you basically, you get a keyboard and the whole computer is just in the keyboard. That's crazy. I mean, would a real computer, would that make sense? Like, could you just buy a keyboard computer in the future? Honestly, I'm thinking Apple, this should be their next like real different product would be like the MacBook key or MacBook keyboard. And it can be used wirelessly over your Wi-Fi onto your smartphone, onto your Apple TV, onto your Mac computer, actually, but it's a whole different computer. I love it. It's great for education, great for tinkering, great for a lot of tech and coding projects. And, and only $70 starts at. Yeah, it depends, actually, which model you buy. I'm seeing uh, one here that's $65, yeah. um, $10 off. So Very affordable, though, basically, is with this. So, you know, easy to pick this up if you want to, you know, get into some DIY computer stuff or just want to check this out. Moving on, next thing we got new is something that's very exciting, very near and dear to my heart. Actually, it's not in the same room as me right now, but it's the DJI Mini 2, their new drone and the follow-up to the Mavic Mini. And they got rid of the name Mavic, but essentially this is just a follow-up to that drone. Adds a couple new features. It adds 4K video, which is not really the biggest thing, honestly, because it's still basically the same sensor. 
it adds more importantly a new transmission system which is OcuSync 2.0 and a new controller so the range goes from really awful with the current i was just showing you the other yeah, day yeah you it uses wi-fi right yeah the original mavic mini used enhanced wi-fi and i was flying it around our apartment area where there's tons of people with wi-fi tons of signals and stuff and i could barely get 200 feet away or so with this new mini too i can get easily thousand feet two thousand feet range like it's comparable almost to the Mavic Air 2, not quite, because uh, I think the Mavic Air 2 is OcuSync 3.0, but still huge jump, at least double or triple the range of the original Mavic Mini. And then the third thing that you're going to get with this new Mini 2 is some just smarter features. So you get like panorama, you get raw photos, and yeah, gen- general just improvements overall. Flight time still around the 30-minute mark. It's like increased by three minutes, so... And this is still using the DJI Fly app, correct? Yes. Yeah. DJI Fly app is going to be the app for all DJI drones going forward, including their pro products once they release the new Mavic 3 Pro in the next year. That's interesting. And speaking of kind of cameras, it looks like we had something new from Insta360. Well, hold on. we got to give prices for this one. That's oh, yeah, the important that's true. thing. So where the Mavic Mini originally started at 400 this one now starts at 450 And if you get the Fly More combo, it goes for 600 So a little more expensive, but I Also really- a better drone. Yeah, really, it is a better drone because the main reason I would say is just that new controller. Yeah, a new transmission system, new controller, and overall better drone. As you were saying, yeah, we got another camera type thing, which is the Insta360 One X2. And this is the follow up to their One X and kind of sideways from their One R. Basically, this camera is a 360 degree camera, as Insta360 is known for. And the big thing with this one is it has a 5K or 5.7K video, I think, actually, in full 360, which sounds really impressive. But when you when you break it down, isn't as impressive because with any 360 camera, you're not going to use the whole frame. That's correct. You kind of crop in on what you want or you can kind of use uh, a large portion of the frame. But still, I think it's, you know, good improvements. Insta360 has awesome image stabilization and some cool smart features that will kind of track subjects of interest and create some cool effects while you're editing. And they have a really cool application that they're saying uses AI editing for those effects. Yeah, this is the Insta360 app on your phone. It's really great. It does take a ton of processing time. So if you have an older smartphone, I really wouldn't recommend the, you know, any of these 360 cameras yet. Wait till you upgrade your phone because any of the processing stuff is just going to it's, you don't want to sit there for 20 minutes or so. But anyways, rounding out the features of this new camera uh, is the fact that it's waterproof. So that's nice to 10 meters. It has a touchscreen on the handle, which is new for this line of their cameras. And otherwise, it's basically, you know, just continuation of the stuff that they've had in all of their other 360 cameras with the flow state stabilization. You know, all their really cool shots that you can do, which if, if you haven't checked, check out their YouTube channel. They show tutorials on some of these shots like the Sonic one or the walking plan, I think they call the other one. Very cool, interesting stuff. It starts for $450. So really, I still think these 360 cameras are kind of like if you have you know, already a main camera and maybe a GoPro and you want something that can kind of spice up your videos, this is really what the 360 camera seems to me to be for because it's the ability to you know, do some cool either little planet shots or whatever to just make your videos stand out a little bit more. Yeah, I love their invisible selfie stick mode. And what I'm also seeing here is Ghost Town, which is a feature where you shoot a 360 degree time lapse and the the camera app will actually 
edit out all of the people, which could make this great for traveling and capturing yeah. uh, some well, I mean, the, the ghost town is just one of the many. Like, they have dozens of different, like, they call them smart shots or trick shots, kind of, that are these really just creative uses of AI and the fact that this camera is capturing always 360 degrees to do some cool editing features. So go check that out if you've been in the market for a 360 camera. That's the new go-to best one that you can get. Moving on, uh, next thing, we got the Lenovo Smart Clock, which... Yeah, this is kind of a small announcement, so we'll yeah. make this a small segment. Basically, if you remember, I think it was last year, Lenovo re released a sort of smart clock with the Google Assistant baked into it. This is sort of a version two of that. Uh, it's got like a tap to snooze. You can also wake up and say stop to stop your alarm. It displays time and temperature and date, things like that. It's kind of cool, I think. I mean, I was always interested in, what was it, the Amazon Echo Dot, I think it was. Sure. The one that had the, the clock or the on clo it. The, yeah, the dot touch. I don't know what they called it. But yeah, there was one that actually had a clock and little screen on it, circular screen. But I heard it wasn't the best experience. So this looks a little more simplified and more kind of like what Amazon has done actually now with the Amazon Echo Dot Display Edition, which it just literally has just numeric uh, numbers uh, and no actual screen on the surface of the speaker. So this is kind of like that, but a little more features where you can get weather, you can get you know time, the day, date, stuff like that. So go check it out for what fifty dollars, I think it is. It's fifty dollars. You may actually consider picking up a dedicated smart home device like the Google Nest Mini or an Amazon Echo Dot. I just feel like the smart features are going to be better, and it seems like this alarm clock is kind of mixed. So. Yeah, and if you're looking for an alarm clock, actually, like this is better than just setting your phone by the bed. Yeah, that is true. You know, I think a lot of people can think, all right, my phone can just do it, but all of a sudden your phone's in the same room as you as you're sleeping, and it can turn into more of a distraction than you would like. And like a bright screen at night right next to you, too. Not so great. Uh, so this is one option for that. Um, and the other thing, we had not really new products, but uh, iPhone... 12 mini and iPhone 12 max when I'm pre-ordered the past week as well as the HomePod mini the iPhone 12s will be arriving this Friday that is the 13th 13th yep and then the HomePod minis will be arriving I think it's the 17th I think 16th 16th yeah, 16th, yeah. Uh, and so a little little spaced out I'm excited about the HomePod mini I've pre-ordered it but I might be canceling it because the main reason I am pre-ordering it is you know and trying to get it is to use it as like a home kit center but there's rumors we might talk about a little later on about what Apple might be releasing, and that might be a new Apple TV, which can also act as a HomeKit center. And if that's the case, I'm going to be probably going for that. That would be the better move. Um, yeah, so that was kind of the new products. Jumping into some news here, we had some news from Facebook. Uh, they are jumping into the cloud gaming landscape, but also focusing on mobile games. And so this is kind of interesting where you know we have a lot of companies jumping into cloud gaming. Microsoft with Xbox Game Pass, we have Google with Google Stadia, we have Amazon with Luna, and now it looks like Facebook is joining the bandwagon as well with their cloud gaming service. And this is just going to be another option for consumers to consider when they're looking at uh, cloud services. But really, I think you need like excellent internet. That should be like a priority Well, it's interesting one. that it is just mobile gaming, so it probably is less you know bandwidth intensive. That's probably true. Yeah, and I'd be curious to see how it works with iPhone. I know that uh, there's been some conflicts with other companies trying to work on iPhone as well, and Amazon had to actually go around that and make a progressive web app for their streaming service. 
Um, but yeah, it's it'll be interesting and it will kind of compete, I guess, kind of against Apple Arcade. In other Facebook news, WhatsApp has now introduced uh, disappearing messages. I don't. I was trying to think of a clever pun there, uh, but that's coming to iPhone in WhatsApp. Um, now we have some YouTube news, which is something we kind of don't cover because there's not typically a huge amount of news. But Gabe, I think you uh, discovered this and it was kind of an interesting find. Yeah, that uh, the song Baby Shark. Doo, doo, okay, doo, we're doo, just going to stop Baby you right there. Shark, get it in everyone's head because uh, that's been watched or listened to 7.04 billion times. That's crazy. Making it the most listened to or watched YouTube video in the history currently. What this reminded me of is uh, Gangnam Style, which was released in July 15th, 2012, and was the first ever YouTube video to surpass 1 billion views. And it did that in just six short months on December 21st, 2012. And something that I was interested in is like, you know, considering the Baby Shark video is only two minutes, 14 seconds versus... Gangnam Style and some of the other videos like I wonder what video doesn't necessarily have the most views but has the highest watch time true that that is uh you know probably something longer I would imagine something that has like millions of views like some ASMR thing or sound thing that's like three four hours long and has like 60 million views that probably is yeah maybe like some meditation or mindfulness practices that's really smart next up we have some news from Apple Uh, This kind of will dovetail nicely into their upcoming event. Uh, But basically, the iPhone 12 mini and 12 Pro Max, again, they're going on sale this Friday. And the embargo just... Well, they're already on pre-ordered sale. Yes, pre-orders are live. Uh, They're being released and arriving to customers this Friday. And the embargo for reviews actually just lifted. So you can kind of get more information, uh, particularly on the new camera sensor in the iPhone 12 Pro Max. I think it's so funny. I've seen reviews of people iPhone... 12 mini versus iphone 12 max that's like not the comparison people should be but making people are just doing it because they're coming out at the same time and people are looking for them and they're like that's it, it seems like such a wrong thing to do but i guess it is kind of right because the 12 mini is the same as the 12 and the 12 pro max is the best phone they have so it's like do you go with their budget one or their really pro one yeah, but there's also like a $400 price difference, right? Like who's really honestly comparing yeah, those two options? Yeah, and also the fact that the, really most people are honestly, I feel like making their decision based on size. When it yeah, comes like to what's more iPhones. comfortable to use? Um, but either way, you can learn more uh, online right now. Uh, something interesting also related to the iPhone 12 is it's now harder to repair. The reason it's harder to repair is Apple has implemented a system where uh, iFixit did a teardown. And they discovered the camera module Uh, This is actually in collaboration with, I think, another repair shop in Australia where they did extensive testing. They swapped components and they found out that the camera module needs to be paired to the iPhone with a software process. So this makes it a little bit more challenging for third party repair shops who may not necessarily be using genuine Apple parts uh, to complete repairs. That's, I mean, how it should be a little bit. Yeah, I mean... I have mixed feelings on this. Like on one hand, yes, it does make the iPhones more challenging to repair. On the other hand, I think Apple handles iPhone repairs probably the best out of any company. Like if you can, like how do you Android users get their phones repaired, right? Like there's no Samsung store. I feel like I could just walk into like I could an Apple store and in two hours have my phone completely fixed uh, with Apple genuine parts and a 90 day warranty on that. I just don't think Android manufacturers are offering the same kind of service. So to me, it's a mixed bag where I appreciate the convenience Apple offers, but I do understand 
they their actions may kind of go against the right to repair and those kinds of movements. And finally, rounding off the Apple news, the MagSafe Duo charger got its price revealed, uh, but no release date. It is going to be a $130 charger that will use MagSafe for iPhone and have a little puck to charge your Apple Watch, and it kind of folds up and is kind of nice. Uh, the next feature, Gabe, you've been doing a lot of really great photo editing in Photoshop and I think Lightroom as well. I actually just canceled my Lightroom subscription. It's crazy. It's crazy. To, to move over to Google Photos. Don't judge me too hard. It works for me. Uh, but this was an interesting take where Google may be putting the editing features or specific editing features of Google Photos behind a paywall. Uh, Gabe, what do you think of this? And were you able to see what was uh, going to be put behind the paywall? Yeah. I mean, it looked like originally they thought all of the features or like the more advanced features. Now it just looks like stuff like ColourPop, which is this filter, uh, which will be behind a color wall potentially. And I imagine they're going to be releasing maybe more filters in the future that will be behind a paywall. Uh, I think it does make sense for them. I mean, why not give people more of an incentive to you know, upgrade to Google One? Google One, and I mean, this, already there's so many incentives to it. But if they can come up with incentives that are things other than storage, and uh, I guess what else is there? They have so storage. They have some perks. So if you go for the higher tier plans, you can get up to ten percent uh, cash back from store. yeah from store. store purchases. So. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. A lot of photo apps and camera apps, you actually purchase the camera app and then you will purchase filters as add-ons. So this kind of makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, and to be clear, the color pop filter basically makes the background black and white and the subject in color. So that's why it's a color pop. And um, for depth photos, anything you take in portrait mode, this color filter will still be available for free. And then for photos without depth information, that's when Google needs to use AI processing to determine that subject. And I think that's why they're leaning towards putting it behind uh, their paywall. Uh, but a Google One subscription is only $2 a month for 100 gigabytes. So honestly, not too bad. Um, the last bit of news I wanted to share is from Mint Mobile. I use them as my personal carrier. And this is kind of cool. It just broke today that their new unlimited plan, they they snuck in a little N in there. So it's unlimited right? Little Very clever. clever pun. And what they're doing is basically if a customer signed up for this new plan and they used less data per month at the end of their three-month initial signup, Mint will email them and let them know their average data usage and then recommend a cheaper plan based on their usage. So a plan that still meets their needs and saves them money. Um, I don't think... I remember the last time a cell phone carrier actively reached out to subscribers to try and save them money. So No, that's that's something that doesn't happen. I think it's a really cool move. And that's going to be it for kind of the quick news. What's up next? We have, of course, the special Apple event. Yeah, let's just get into this. The Apple event, this really is their biggest event of the year. I know we always love their iPhone events and their iPad events and their watch events and WWDC, but this year it's been a bit of a meh i feel like personally on these hardware events so now we have the- i completely disagree by the way right. i'm, well, I'm that's too- ecstatic for that's- the new iphones i thought it was a great year for ipad air the new redesign apple watch series We've 6. Already, we already know you're an apple fanboy. i'm drinking the kool-aid over it. here and it's delicious and i love it so anyways when i get excited about an apple event uh then you know it's a big deal it means it was a slow week for dji that's, yeah, what, that's it what it means <laughs> all right you got me but that is uh, what we're looking at is the ARM event coming up, which if you don't know, it's not Apple, you know, switching from leg day to work, focus on their arms. It's the new processors that are going to be built in-house or 
by Apple themselves, not by Intel, not by AMD. And what that means is, you know, Apple's big thing is that they make their hardware and the software. So this is yet another component of their devices, which will be built by them. So there's going to be even better integration is what they're yeah, promising. This is huge. So basically what ARM is, is a standard for instructions. And Apple is licensing uh, the right to use that instruction set, which is very small. And it's typically optimized for mobile platforms. And by allowing Apple to build their own processors, they can create kind of what they're doing for their other devices, which is create an entire system on a chip, which is where you have one component that has your processor, your graphics card, your RAM, everything you need all on one chip. This reduces the number of components you need that connect them. This greatly increases throughput and speed and performance. And in Apple's case, they can do some serious optimizations to really make these components work for them, their software applications, and these new Macs could be super powerful and battery efficient. I'm excited to see what they have in store. Yeah, so what we're expecting to see is we're expecting to see just laptops because as Stetson mentioned, it's very mobile focused, like the idea is it's more of a mobile processing environment and you know smaller, better battery life and stuff. So that fits their laptops better, at least for the time being. I eventually think we will see desktops with ARM uh, processors. But for the time being, it looks like we'll be expecting a 16-inch MacBook Pro, 13-inch MacBook Pro, and a 13-inch MacBook Air. I really wanted to see them revive the MacBook line and kind of bring that back, but looks like they're realizing they should probably keep that dead. So yeah, we'll see those tomorrow, and that'll be exciting to see. I personally would, even if I had, you know, not upgraded, well, actually, if I hadn't upgraded two years ago, I might be more interested in looking at these laptops. But personally, I think it's a first gen. Let's wait, you know, till the next generation to really get rid of those uh, first gen issues. Honestly, I think the performance will be great. I think the limitations will be the compatibility of these laptops with certain software applications that just don't get updated um, from day one. That so too, yeah, like the laptop isn't going to be useful right off the get go. So why not wait another year or whenever they update it again to get better components and, you know, bugs ironed out, but also then have the software all working right. Yeah. And it's, it's not just going to be Apple's apps. It's really going to be like third-party applications. Adobe, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. They'll need to work closely with Apple to bring those up to speed. And the other thing we could see is macOS Big Sur. So this is Apple's newest operating system for well, the we've Macs. already We've already seen it. That's true. That's true. We've seen and it. People are using it, beta testing. But now we could get an official release date uh, made available. And Which it's weird that it's this late this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's a big change for Mac. I mean, a huge design refresh. True. They, you know, changed up a lot of uh, the interface. So I think it's big for Apple. They want to do it right and they want to make sure everything works before they release it. And I think that's kind of why. We it's, also uh, might see. Maybe something about AirPods Studios or maybe them teasing something with uh, their air tiles. Honestly, I don't think so. I think that's all going to be pushed to February, this point of March. The other thing I did mention earlier, though, Apple TV. I think we might see this because this might, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm torn if we'll see it or not, but I think we will probably see something about it because they haven't updated the Apple TVs since back in 2017 and the even the top of the line Apple TV with 4K is currently only using an iPhone 8 processor. So with the big push that Apple has done on gaming with their Apple Arcade, I think that they could release an Apple TV and it'd be perfect time right before the holidays. Now's the time to get one out. Yeah, absolutely. On the other flip side, they also just started integrating AirPlay with a lot of TV manufacturers. So it's built into newer TVs. 
So maybe they don't even need to introduce But I think a, that's why they'll really push the whole gaming thing and the better processors and everything. Yeah, sure. I would love to see it either way. Speaking of gaming, the other two products coming out this week, we have Xbox Series X launching November 10th, same day as the Apple Keynote, and the PS5 coming out November 12th. Unfortunately, if you didn't pre-order these, uh, you're basically not getting them. They sold out so quickly, and I think the availability is going to be so limited. Um, yeah. So I would say consolidation prize, though, uh, if you didn't pre-order these and you're not going to be getting them till like next year or whenever, don't worry. I've already heard many reviewers complaining about how there's a lack of games on mainly the Xbox uh, platform, but even the PS5, there's really not a lot of games that are made for the new consoles. And even if they are made for it, they're not even taking advantage of all the new you know, features and the ray tracing or the new like PlayStation controller with all the feedback and haptic stuff that it has built in. So I still think the best way to do it with a console is, you know, wait a year, wait two years, even three years. That's when you're going to get the best experience out of the console and you're going to get less price. So yeah, best value, yeah. all but the if, games you want. But if you did pre-order and you're super excited, awesome. I get excited about every DJI product I order, every GoPro product or whatever. You got to have something that makes you happy and, you know, makes you excited to actually spend money. <laughs> and with the stay at home, I guess, mindset, now is a great time to be diving into a game console. For sure. And that's going to be it for quick news. Let's dive into our recommendations for our holiday gift. Yeah, let me, let me actually just throw some background music, uh, some Christmas music or something on in the background here to introduce this segment. This is basically we're going to be talking about and giving our recommendations of what's the best tech gifts to get this holiday season. It's our holiday tech gift guide. I guess this is our first time doing it, really. Did we do one last year? I honestly can't remember. I'm going to say it's our second annual. It just sounds a lot better. It sounds a lot more established or something. And we'll be starting, yeah, we'll be covering all the price ranges from under $50 to under $1,000, you know, if you really want to treat someone. But let's start down at the bottom, I guess. That's the most common one. And this, this it is a little hard with tech gifts to get something under $50. I will throw in for under $50, a gift card is always a good That's a great place to start. Uh, Apple just rolled out this year that they just have one gift card that works across all their stuff. So you can get, you know, one that is iTunes, Apple Store, App Store, what what other stuff do they have? Apple Arcade. Any any purchase Anything you can make Apple. with Apple, this gift card will cover it. You'll also see on Black Friday a lot of Xbox cards and Nintendo cards that are on discount, maybe ten dollars off, twenty dollars off. So look for those potentially, uh, or PlayStation. Even you know that's those are good areas to look because digital goods are a lot cheaper to buy than you know, hardware goods. So if you get someone a gift card to get that, they can use it for anything. Get them a Fortnite gift card, I guess. Do they have those? I, I don't know. They that probably that do. game is like having some issues. Really but that, that that's in general for under $50, even $100 or so, you could still get someone a gift card. People always would love that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, you can even get yourself a gift card. Like if you have an iCloud subscription that renews monthly. I did do that actually when I right? had it on sale. Uh, what is this? $40 for a $50 gift card on Prime Day. I was like, yep, going to get that. It's not even that much, but it adds up. All right, let's start off with the under 50 category. Uh, Gabe, do you want to go first here with an item you had? Yeah, this one, uh, I would say first thing off is charging stuff. It's a broad category, but basically uh, this could be a little bit of a selfish gift so that your friend or whoever they are stops stealing your stuff. You know, <laughs> the, the person that's always asking. Gabe, asked, is this targeted? Do you need me to give something back to you? <laughs> no, there's always, I always know there's like someone who's always like, hey, can I just get your external charger, your 
uh, cord or whatever. So if you know, it's one way to notice, hey, maybe this is a good gift for this person if they're always borrowing your external battery or your USB-C charging cord or whatever. That's a great gift for them. I would say um, for external batteries and uh, you know, Anchor's a very good brand, USB wall chargers, look for maybe some fast chargers out there uh, that are either USB-C or the, there's some that even have a USB regular port and a USB-C port, which is just super helpful. Uh, and like Anchor, Aki, Rav Power are some good brands. And then charging cords or cables, go for the, I think the braided Kevlar yeah, ones are the best those ones are, Those are great. They're flexible, they don't get tangled, durable, yeah. they last they a really long well. time. And for under $50, you can get some great stuff. Maybe even a wireless charging pad or something. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I actually love, you have one that's by Aki. It actually has a battery bank built into it. No, that one's actually by Anchor. Sorry. Oh, my mistake. They put their names so close together letter-wise. But yeah, that's by Anchor. It has a 3,000 milliamp hour battery built into it, which isn't really enough to charge a phone quite fully. But it helps out in a pinch. And it's yeah, super Yeah, if you're convenient. like, oh, I need to keep my phone charging, but also want to, you know, go take it somewhere. You don't have to go find your external power pack and plug it in. You can just keep going. I wholeheartedly endorse that gift idea. Uh, what I had in mind was the uh, some smart speakers. So we have the Google Nest Mini. That is usually $50, but it's just been on a perpetual $30 sale right now. So 30 bucks for one of those. I've got two of them and love both of them. And the new Echo Dot came out is $50 as well. That, that's already they've advertised that will be on sale uh, for Black Friday. So. Probably around $30 too. Yeah. Um, getting like those in there and i guess i have one more item that i thought of uh, a smart water bottle and the reason i'm suggesting okay. this is like you know people need to stay hydrated everyone's working at home you don't get that break of going to the water cooler uh and so you know something like a smart water bottle uh, it can help remind you to drink and can also track how much you're drinking and i think i personally would benefit from this a smart flask <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, I think I've benefited from this and there's some different options out there uh, that you can look into. Yeah, but that was, I mean, I also had the smart speaker as well for that, but there's not there's not much for under 50. Moving up to under $100, that opens it up a little more. You can start getting some, you know, broader things in there. For one, I have the Aperture MC RGB WW. Uh, it's not just for anyone. I'd really say someone who's a video creator, videographer, filmmaker, or a streamer could possibly use this. And it's this, for people who don't know, it's like this almost credit card sized LED light that can go basically any color and can connect to your smartphone to change colors. And it's really great. It's so versatile. And I think you bring up a great point. Whether you're a filmmaker or a streamer, you can use it to light scenes or you can use it to light yourself. It comes with a diffuser so you can get some nice soft lighting if you are a streamer. And that kind of pairs nicely with something I had, which was the Logitech C999 Excuse me, the C999, the C99 Oh my God. It's the Logitech HD stream webcam. It's a hundred bucks. This is going to get you HD streaming quality and- For all those Zoom calls that we're now making. It's true. Whether you're Zooming or whether you are live streaming, I think that's a great option. And this almost dovetails nicely into uh, the other products that are available from- uh, what is the company called? The Elgato. I guess they're a little bit more expensive, so I'll hold on yeah, to those. Yeah, maybe hold on to those until the 250 and under. I also have actually under the $100 uh, price or right under the $100 price tag is smart speakers. This is actually where, I, you know, I mentioned it under the $50 for the Dot and the Nest Mini, but this is really, if you want to get someone a smart speaker, which this feels like a cop-out to recommend, honestly, because really? so many people get smart speakers for 
presence for someone because it's such a like, oh, you kind of like tech. I feel like you would like this. And it's like ambiguous and broad enough that like no one can say they don't like it because they can probably use it and it's affordable. It's a speaker. And it's a speaker. Like, right. It's, and tech companies take full advantage of that with the discounts and the pushing and how many they sell. And really, if you look across like the market share of like um, smart home, the number one thing that people have in their smart home is a smart speaker because people are just like, yeah, this is a speaker. You can at least use it to play music. Like everyone plays music. So even if you don't, you know, ask it something or really get into the automation, it's good. But I would say under a hundred dollars, this year is more relevant than ever because now you have three choices this year because you not only have the Amazon Echo fourth gen and the Nest, uh, Nest Audio, audio now they called it, but you also now have, as we mentioned earlier, the HomePod Mini for also $99.99 or $99. And that makes it a lot tougher, but also potentially if you have someone who was an Apple person and you're like, I never knew which one to get them. I don't want to go, but like now you can actually get a good Apple product for right around $100 and they probably don't have it already. This is true. And I think Apple is working to work with multiple streaming services. So Spotify should be seeing support yeah, pretty better soon. integration. Yeah. Um, and I, I had those items as well. I'm a big Nest audio person. So maybe he's trying to feel out what ecosystem they're in before purchasing. But I think all of those are great options. If you don't want something smart, I recommend something from Ultimate Ears. The UE Boom is what they call it. You can typically find those for around 100 bucks or even the Bose SoundLink Color 2. Yeah, that, that's it for me for under 100. Me too. Let's move All on right. to under 250. Under $250. Why don't you go first for this one? Okay, this one relates very well. You're listening to a podcast right now using a microphone. Uh, the one microphone that I think rules them all is the Rode VideoMic NTG. It's $250 on the dot, and this has so much versatility. You can use it as a shotgun microphone for recording voiceovers. You can use it for podcasting, live streaming. You can even record directly into your iPhone with it uh, just by using an adapter. I think this is a fantastic microphone for a creator looking to improve their audio quality. Yeah, I would add, I did have this, and this is a great microphone, probably the most versatile microphone on the market currently and for a long time, and you can't go wrong with a Rode product, so would definitely recommend this. However, if you're if it's someone who really is more into podcasting and streaming, this might not be the best choice, so then I would advise possibly going with the Shure MV7, which is also $250. Wow, how convenient. And this one is nice. It's more intended for the podcasting streaming environment since it's a dynamic microphone. But the really great thing is it's USB and XLR. So they can start, you know, still using the plugged in the computer setup, but when they want to eventually upgrade down the road, get a USB, I mean, an XLR cable, get that uh, audio interface, plug it in, and they're getting better quality audio. I think we should also just mention a few other products for streaming because I think with extra time on your hands and being at home, that's, you know, streaming is a great kind of hobby to get into. I would suggest looking into the Elgato Keylight Kit. That's $200. Is it Elgato or? Elgato. Elgato, yeah, it is. Elgato. And they also have a microphone. It's the Elgato Wave 1 mic. This is only 130 bucks, so could be worth looking into as well. I don't know about the mic. But, well, all right, that's fine. I, worth looking into. Okay. Right? You know, part of yeah, their ecosystem. What other products do you have under 250 I had an external SSD. Now, this might not be your most, like, sexy gift that you get someone, right? It's it's not sexy, but it's, like, annoyingly useful. It's so useful for if you have any photographer, videographers in your life, and they'll definitely appreciate it. 
you know, it's a super fast external drive. Basically, if you don't know, SSDs, uh, solid state drive. It's what's in most computers now, but all like most external hard drives are still spinning disks. So getting an SSD for someone would be really great for them. It's smaller. I'd personally recommend the new one from Samsung, which is the T7. And we're seeing around $160 for one terabyte and $250 for the two terabyte model. However, if they're not, you know, super pro type person, you could go with a slightly older model like a SanDisk one or even the T5 from Samsung and they'd still be super happy. Yeah, I think that's great. And the only, the only thing to see is make sure you get one that's USB-C and also has an adapter with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Which, the which most of them include. Yeah. I think it's true. I think most ship USB-C to USB and it's actually kind of annoying because you'd have to go out and buy the USB-C to USB-C cable. Uh, also for anyone working at home, you know, $250 is right at that price point where you can get a Chromebook. So anyone who needs it, maybe a younger uh, student in school and they want their own device for, you know, writing papers or doing research. I think that's uh, something great to look into. And I'm also going to bring up uh, some activeware. You could consider getting an Apple Watch SE or Apple Watch Series 3 or even the new Fitbit Versa 3. That's $230. We're kind of trying to encourage everyone to get outdoors. I know in New England or yeah, I mean, in the north, it's like I'm, winter. I'm, I'm still not a huge proponent of the Apple Watch. I'm, I've am i held off buying it for the time being because I know once I do buy it, I'm going to be stuck upgrading every three years or whatever. So I'm just just waiting until they get that full day or or plus more I, than a day I respectfully disagree. I think I get a full day on my Apple Watch Series 3. It's got sleep tracking now. It works perfectly for me. If you need convincing, just go on Reddit, go to the Apple Watch subreddit. There's some wonderful stories in there. Uh, well, I was just adding that as like, maybe you want to make sure that the person wants an Apple Watch and maybe like figure out if they want a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or a Garmin or something like that. Or better yet, if they don't, oh no, it goes back to you and you get an Apple Watch. I don't think that's how it works. Uh, Best Buy and most stores have returns like through January 15th for any It's It's very true. Spot. I have two more items here. Uh, do you have any others? I have one more. So why don't you throw another one in here? Sure. I'm going to throw in a Philips Hue light and color kit. I think that's great. Adds so much aesthetic. The lights can turn on with you in the morning. They can turn off. You can set scenes. They're just so fun to use for anyone who's into tech and smart home accessories. Yeah, I would, the similar thing, uh, the Ring doorbell security camera and the Nest security cameras, right on my mind now because I just had uh, my EV charging cable stolen off our front porch. So that's, you know. Front, really sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, a little front and center on my mind, but potentially a good gift for someone because security, you can't put a price on it, but you actually can for these. They're around $200 uh, to get them. And, you know, Amazon makes their, or they own Ring. Google owns Nest, so you're buying into an ecosystem financially. So make sure you know what the person is already in uh, or what they want to get into. I personally think the Nests are better products, but both of them have also expensive subscription plans that go with them. So I, that's why I hesitate on the security camera thing. And yes. really on, on any of the smart home stuff, I kind of hesitate too because it seems like a good idea a lot of times, but especially for older people, at least I've had this experience with trying to get gifts for my parents that are smart. Like sometimes you, you can get them a gift and like a smart home product and they just don't want to use it because they already know how to do all they need to do. And they don't see the advantage of, you know, being able to ask your smart speaker to turn on a light when you can flick a light switch, you know, two feet away. I will say for younger people like me and Gabe, we love them. Those are my yeah, favorite exactly. gifts. Like they're, they're great. More light bulbs, sign me up. We're going to, we're putting them everywhere. Okay. The last gift idea I had here uh, was a share of a stock of a company they like or may be interested in. And I think $250 is kind of right around that price. You can pay, potentially get you know a stock that they like 
And I think it's a unique gift. And, you know, maybe you get some a little interested in the market. I, I, I hesitate on this, but all right. That's, yeah. I'll, I thought it was creative, Gabe. All right. I would, yeah, because it feels like how do you give that as a gift? I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, yeah I didn't really that, think that, 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 that part be a through. Way. But there, there are some places where you can get, like, I know from Disney for a while was sending, if you bought through them one of their shares, they would send you a certificate. I actually have one for still 10 shares of Disney. It's pretty cool. Like the '90s or something. That, my that dad is really cool. Me. Yeah, but see, uh, it's a cool gift. But they're not really doing that anymore. It's all digital now, and uh, yeah. So, but it could be a good gift. I'll. But anyways, moving on to the under five hundred dollar range. I only have two for this one, really. But I don't know about you. I have a bunch. I thought this was such an exciting price. Category. I mean, there's, there's so many things you could put in there, but I was trying to narrow it down. Like, sure. I was trying all right. to give people Let's, let, Gabe, Gabe put a lot of thought into this. So, Gabe, let me hear your item. Like, what, what did you go for here? Okay, so the first one is gaming system. Right? Okay, yep. We're spending I... so much time at home. The Xbox, PS5, don't even bother trying to get those. Those are back ordered. If the person really wanted them, they would have tried to order them. So, I'm saying Nintendo Switch, only $300, so well within the $500 price range. You could get them a game with it, too. And that's a, you know, if they're more casual gamer, you know, that's a great way to go. A lot of people have been loving it, especially Animal Crossing. And I know there's some new games coming out soon. The other way to go is potentially something more new and high tech, the Oculus Quest 2, which is the VR headset from Oculus owned by Facebook, FYI, just in case you're trying to boycott them. But that goes for $300 for the 64 gigabyte version and $400 for the 256. And I haven't actually personally used it, but we had uh, L on... Um, what was it? Uh, we had a bonus in, episode back in July. We had yeah. her on, and she she works in VR, and she was talking all about Oculus is the way to go. And she, I think she also got the new Quest too. And yeah, it's that was great. that was Elena. So it was great having her yeah. on the podcast. Um, yeah. So I think those are those are really creative ideas. I was gonna bring in. I'm surprised you didn't mention these, but the GoPro Hero Nine. Well, I, at, I did have another thing. Oh, excuse me. I didn't. I was going one, and then to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I I guess. I, I'm going to do both of my action cameras. GoPro 9, okay. Yeah, GoPro 9 and the Insta360 One X2. So. See, I would. this is where I was more selective. I said really a 360 camera is the way to go, and I wouldn't go the One X2. But I would actually go the One R with the dual lens kit because then you can get them a GoPro-like camera as well as a 360 camera because a 360 camera really is a big jump. Like If someone doesn't want to do 360 filmmaking, it's not going to be fun because it's a whole different process. So if they want a you know, regular action camera, they're still getting that with the Insta 361R dual lens where they can just get the 4K wide lens on there, but then they can also switch to the 360 lens module and do some futuristic stuff. That's very smart. Yeah. That's very smart. I like that a lot, yeah. actually. All right. Thank you. That, that makes me feel good. Well, why don't you throw out the couple other ones you have here? Sure. Uh, two more ones I have. A new computer monitor. Again, I, I think a monitor just really takes your work from home set up to a whole new level and you can get some really nice LG ones that actually support their 4K, they support HDR uh, for around the $400 to $500 price range. And I would also say this is the perfect price category for headphones, you know, the, Bo the, Bose, uh, the Bose 700 headphones, yeah. and also the, uh, the ones from Sony, the WXM... The XM4s. Four. It's the 4s on the end. That's all you have to know. XM4s. Yeah, I think. I think people would kind of, a lot of people would disagree with the fact of being under 500 being the perfect price range for headphones. But I, I well, see what you mean. I mean, it's like 
this is a price category and those headphones are typically like 350 yeah so i'm saying they're comfortably within that price i, I range. would say i kind of agree that if you know people it feels like they usually buy themselves the more regular everyday headphones that are under 250 dollars but this would be more of like the really nice gift you get for someone they're so, they're superb I, uh, I i think we have to mention airpods like those are so popular that yeah throw them in there you know if someone wants them, that's that, going to be a great idea under, too. That's the under $250 range for those. And they do burn out in like a year because I just got my AirPods about a year ago and now my batteries last like a minute. So well, poten- is that, that would be covered under warranty, no? Or no, no? There's no, there's no warranty on those. Little Apple fanboy, of course not. Shoot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Built-in batteries all glued into the uh, board. But anyways, we're getting sidetracked. Now let's go to the top tier. If you really, well, no, let's not equate love with the amount of money you spend someone. But if you do have Wait, what? A, all right. <laughs> that, we don't want to get into a therapy session here. But if you do have, you know, the means to spend a little more money on someone or you do want to spend a little more money on someone and that's something that in your relationship with them you expect and, you know, you both spend a little more money on each other, then let's look at the under $1,000 price range. So what do you have up? I think a new smartphone, you know. I yeah, think- I had I had this and literally listed as just that because this is a great. Yeah, you can spend a thousand dollars plus on a smartphone, but this year more than ever, under a thousand is the way to go. So many great options. We have the Galaxy S twenty FE that's under a thousand. Uh, honestly, the new iPhone twelve, the regular one, I think that's eight hundred thirty. Yeah, I would say the iPhone twelve slash 12 mini or the pixel 5 are really my two favorites i completely agree with that um yeah both 5g phones so you're getting the new uh you know speeds potentially if you're in an area that supports it but otherwise you're still getting great cameras great cameras great performance and considering how much time we spend on our phone these days it's just a really great uh gift that someone so true gets a lot of good use out of so true and if someone does potentially already have a new phone maybe they already have the 11 pro from Apple, I would say this year more than ever is the best year to buy an iPad specifically, not the mini, not the regular iPad, not the Pro. Get the iPad Air this year. It's a brand new one, almost outdoes the Pro for a cheaper price. You can get for $600, you have a 64 gigabyte version, or the $750 uh, version is 256 gigabytes. So, you know, if they're looking to do some more heavy use of it, that's probably the version to go. If they're just using it as like a media streaming device, I'd get the $600 version for sure. And they're great, like pastel colors. It's interesting. So definitely figure out what color they want subtly by kind of like hinting, hey, what's your favorite color type thing? Or looking around which other colors they have for tech products. I will say that the generational difference between the iPad Pro 2018 to 2019, I believe it was, was very small. Okay. The processor jump was minimal at best. And all they added was a LiDAR sensor. So considering that, I would almost recommend looking at gently used iPad Pros of the 2018 model. And if you do jump up to a Pro model, that's when you're getting the 120 hertz refresh rate display, which makes a big difference in how fast the device feels. Um, And you could actually pair that with maybe an Apple Magic Keyboard or something along those lines. I don't know. I still think there's nothing as magical as opening a new Apple product. That is... That, right. that I, I don't mean true. to stigmatize in like this consumeristic economy that we're in that you need to get something new and, and but it's I mean you it. could even check out Apple refurbished I think that offers a great experience as that's well. a way to go and but yeah. I, I don't know the the air feels like feels like more of a fun iPad than the pro to me 
personally. I, I like the. I think the pro is more fun because you have All Face right, ID. Well, fine, you have a pro, so you're definitely. Well, I just I just think the side. Face ID experience is a little bit better than the Touch ID and the Power button. That's my only thing. True. True. That everyday unlocking experience. But you haven't used the Touch ID and the Power. This button, is true. I'm so. pulling off of what I've heard from. And other I know reviewers. you did make a uh, review on how Face ID was actually worse on the uh, iPhone. So, I, but I get it. Generally, it's a use case of that with the phone. It's quicker pulling out of your pocket to use Touch ID, which is kind of, we could do a whole episode on this. This but, is true, but it's different right. from an iPad. Yes. Anyways, what's next up? I, I imagine you're getting close to the end here. Yeah, so I think a big thing for me is a new TV. And the reason I'm saying yeah. that is, <laughs> is first of all, I just had to buy you one. You just got a new TV, and it's a big TV. <laughs> it's a huge TV. Uh, but the reason I'm specifically suggesting that is, like my parents, for example, they've had their TV for maybe 10 or 15 years now. It's 1080p. It's, you know, 50 inch panel from Vizio. And now we're at a point where content is starting to get HDR, which stands for high dynamic range. And this is where colors really pop, seems really come to life. And a lot of newer TVs have uh, faster performance and better smart features and streaming features built into them. So I think if you do not have a 4K TV or you do not have an HDR TV, now is such a good time to upgrade to that. I specifically recommend looking at the TCL 6 series TV. I got the 635 and you can also look at the TCL 5 series TVs, uh, but just know the 6 series has slightly better peak brightness uh, for that HDR content to really pop. Um, but yeah, considering this comes in basically at 650 bucks, I think it's a really great uh, accessory and will help get uh, you and your family and your household ready for next gen gaming on games that support HDR for really enjoying your favorite movies and TV shows um, with greater color, especially now that everyone's at home uh, with plenty of yeah, time this to is watch your, shows. This is your window to the world now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't go out, just look at that TV. They also have a lot of good deals on TVs around this time of the year. But the thing to watch, we've mentioned before on anything that's called a deal, is look at what the TV or the product has been at in the past week or so. With There are some great websites that track prices. Or just if you have, you know, a couple TVs that you're thinking of getting a person or your family or whatever, keep an eye on it. All right, that's what it is. I know Best Buy and some other places potentially might be offering the fact that if you buy something and then it goes on sale at a cheaper price further in the holiday season, you actually will get that money back. So that's a really cool new thing they're offering. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree. TV, th this year for the reasons you mentioned, is a great gift. Yeah, with the new gaming consoles and the fact that we're just all at home now, I think it's super. Yep. I will recommend the Keepa Chrome extension. This will monitor prices on Amazon and will actually email you if the category or the product you're looking at hits a target price or drops a certain percentage. And I would also recommend... H Honey does this too as well. Which yep, you've Honey. probably heard sponsoring millions of podcasts by now, so I don't even need to mention it. I wish we were sponsored. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I would recommend looking into is I was going to wait for a Best Buy deal on the TCL TV I was looking at, but I noticed the open box version of this TV was actually really cheap. I think I saved $150 off of a $900 TV, so I ended up paying uh, $720. And then, of course, added tax was $770. But that's something... And I would... open box was basically the fact that someone bought it. I think you said someone bought it, yeah. didn't ask their wife about it, and then had to return it. That's exactly correct. Uh, and the reason they're open box is the TV is often in perfect condition, but the box has been open or destroyed in the... Chucked away. Yeah, and discarded. So I got a TV. It's pristine, came with the remote, everything I needed. 
Um, and maybe it, it doesn't come with like some HDMI cable, but you already have like a bunch of those. Yep. That's something I would look into. Gabe, do you have any, you have any other uh, yep, items here? Last thing I have on my list is the Mavic Air 2 drone or the Skydio 2. I don't know if you can get the Skydio 2, so I'm not really including that. But if the person is more, you know, about drones for the fact that they can film themselves or film themselves doing cool things like skateboarding, biking, snowboarding, I don't know, stuff like that. Skydio 2 is definitely the way to go. That's far more autonomous, far more about filming yourself without having to really touch any sticks. But if they're trying to get into drone photography or videography, you can't go wrong with the DJI drone. There is, I know that we mentioned the DJI Mini 2. It's a lot cheaper at 450 but really the best drone this year, other than the super expensive Mavic 2 Pro from DJI, is the Mavic Air 2, which has that incredible range of like 10 kilometers, 4K HDR video. Yeah, 32 minute flight time. It's insane. You, yeah, this is, if someone's looking to get a drone and you can you know, go a little extra and spend 800 or so dollars, get them the drone uh, from DJI that they just released this year, the DJI Mavic Air 2. Also look into potentially getting them DJI Care because that's great to cover their crashing. <laughs> and it's true. I think everyone does crash a drone at least once. Yeah, it's not it's not when or it's not if, it's when. Exactly. Uh, the two other products I want to kind of end on here, for me yep. at least, is potentially a new laptop. Microsoft has some great options. Their Surface Laptop Go is around $400 starting price. And if you upgrade that to maybe $650, you're getting slightly better performance. Surface Laptop 3, also within that $1,000 price bracket. And lastly, I almost can't believe we didn't mention this, but I would recommend under $1,000, you can maybe get a nice DSLR, a kind of entry-level camera for someone into photography, maybe like a Canon 90D or something like that, or maybe a nicer point-and-shoot camera. And I think for anyone who's just starting out in photography, maybe the Sony a6400, something like that. Uh, it's great to get a camera system where you can have interchangeable lenses, you can have manual controls, and you can really learn and explore photography. And as someone who kind of grew up loving photography, I, I do remember getting a DSLR. It was actually the Canon T5i for, I think my- yeah, I got the T4i for Christmas. I think it was my actually my birthday, but just that gift in general really was a, a huge help for me. And I would definitely recommend considering that for anyone into a creative uh, space or photography. Yeah, I, I would second that actually, that getting a DSLR or a mirrorless camera, really DSLRs are great because they're just, they're it's such a standardized form by now that they're a lot more affordable and stuff. So getting something like that, you don't even have to break the bank. Get it, get last year's model, get the year before's. All that matters, it's it, interchangeable lenses. It has, you know, the manual controls and stuff and it can really expand with the, you know, the, you're whoever you're giving it to as their creativity grows and as their skills grow, and then they can take those on to more advanced platforms. Completely agree. Once you learn the skill, it transfers with every camera model you get, and the lenses typically do a great job holding their value, so you can often just upgrade the camera body and continue using the lenses you already have. Yeah, that's pretty much it, though, for our gift guide. I Yeah, we I mean, under $2,000? <laughs> You know what to get at that point. I mean, yeah, I would go uh, Mac computer probably if you're going under $2,000. Oh, yeah. oh, 100%. Can't go wrong with Especially that. Especially with these new ARM ones coming out. Maybe we'll have to see. Oh, yeah. I forgot to add maybe under $250 the new Apple TV if they do release that or sneaking it know. in there. Sneaking it in there. Just man trying to manifest that into the world. But that is pretty much it for this episode. Let us know what you're getting your friend or if we left out anything. Well, actually, don't let us know that because that'd be on a public platform and they might see it. But yeah, tweet at us uh, if, we, if you think we maybe left something out. We always like to hear what your input is. 
what your feedback is. Remember, we do have those bonus best of episodes coming out. And if you want to hear them early and, you know, get the inside edge on what we think is the best of tech this year, uh, consider supporting us on our Patreon. We'd very much appreciate it. And also keep an eye out for that Mac ARM. Gosh, too many acronyms in this episode. Uh, Bonus episode coming out tomorrow. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts. Share this episode with a friend if you enjoy it. You can follow us at Pinch to Zoom Pod on Twitter, at Pinch to Zoom Podcast on Instagram. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe. And we're super excited to be talking to you in the next episode tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. All right. Bye. What I was going to say is you, you could check two boxes by giving someone a GoPro because that's a webcam. So you're getting them a webcam and a GoPro action camera all in one. I like that idea. Should I be getting a GoPro? No, no. You should not be getting a GoPro. Okay, here's Because I've got you one already for Christmas. <laughs> yeah! <laughs>